1: A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix.
4: Want more Gators Breakdown? Join Gators Breakdown Plus, starting at $3 a month.
1: Because there's
3: never a dull moment in Gator Nation.
4: This is a chance for you guys to hop in and talk some football. We'll talk some recruiting as well. I know uh, hot topic after yesterday and commitment there. Tommy Patterson. We won't let that hijack this. Mostly, mostly about spring practice, but yeah, we won't go without talking a little bit of recruiting would have anyway, of course, uh, with all the, all the visits happening over the last few weeks. Still a lot of good work. I know we all want the commits to, to start rolling in. You know, it looks like we'll have to just be patient for the summer. A lot of the top targets out there for Florida already mentioned. You know, It'll be summertime before they make decisions. So, All, all I can say is just some patience. <laughs> you know, there'll be plenty of time to critique, plenty of time to praise, It'll be one way or the other. You know, not everything's not everything's black and white. There's a lot of gray in between. Not every situation's the same. You know, trying to compare to last staff and all that, you know, that was a, a coach that was, you know, after four seasons. I'm talking about a coach in four months. So, you know, we'll see where it goes. We'll see where it goes. But we'll start there, and then we'll uh, move along to spring practice, hop in. Anytime you guys want to, Tyree Patterson, three-star from Eustis, Florida, commits to the Gators on Easter Sunday. Go and get his stats here. I had to pull it up, but scroll right past it when I started the space there. 53 passes. 1,078 yards, 13 touchdowns in 10 games for Patterson last year. Um, Three stars, I mentioned. And, of course, you know, recently took part in a camp, ESPN 300 Elite Underclassmen camp, where he, Sports Illustrated, named him one of the 12 prospects who impressed at the camp. So, hopefully, you know, starts camping more. Um, And if you talk to Corey, Corey Bender, Blake, and all those guys, they expect him to rise uh, through the camp circuit if he's, uh, you know, going to be camping some more. I know there's another camp coming up as well. Uh, But what Sports Illustrated had to stay, say, Patterson. Great build at nearly six three, hundred and eighty pounds, consistent route running to pair with a long stride. Patterson caught attention early on and only improved on the opinion thereafter. The build is reminiscent of – a wing in basketball. Yes, he plays hoops for uses high as well, but the polish reflected a prospect who appears all in one sports position coach and former NFL star Chris Chambers like the Sports Illustrated staff was surprised to learn Patterson had not reached the power five level on his scholarship offer list to date, especially after a 2021 season in which he averaged better than 20 yards per catch, broke the thousand-yard barrier, with 13 touchdowns in 10 games. Of course, uh, here Liberty, UMass, and Texas has offered, while Florida State, Marshall, and others have shown interest. Uh, you know that's where a lot of the uh, talk comes in. Not a, not a high offer list. Florida gets in early. Florida offers early. He commits to Florida. Uh, there, you know, we'll still still have to see how this wide receiver. Uh, Breaks out for Florida. Uh, Plenty of high level, high profile targets left there. And I know the talk will come, you know, why accept this one this early? Well, I mean, there's one way to look at it if you want to put some orange and blue glasses on it, if you want to put some positive spin on it, even with the prospects out there uh, going ahead and offering him and accepting his commitment. Maybe they're just, you know, the staff is that impressed uh, right here with Patterson this early on. Uh, with Billy Napier coached wide receivers at Alabama, recruited very well at that position at Alabama. Uh, Kerry Colbert comes in with a a pretty good reputation from USC uh, there. But, you know, I I think, you know, the way we'll look at this, we'll have to see who Florida adds uh, else in this room there. I know uh, Creed Whittemore, a name that's going to be tied into this. Tyler Williams, of course, uh, another big-time prospect that we'll start looking out for him. Uh, Aiden Mazel. Uh, as well, you know, the burner there. Uh, we'll, see, you know, we'll see Eugene Wilson, I think, you know, great shape for another high-profile recruited wide receiver position. So we'll want to see Florida fill out the story as well, you know, com- decommitted from Georgia. Uh, connection to the staff as well, so plenty of top targets left. We'll see. Have to see how Florida uh, fills out this wide receiver room uh, before. I think we get you know, too critical one way or the other. Uh, but for for uh, you know this, this pickup here, good for the kid. Uh, there, state Florida kid. You know, probably a dream to go play at Florida. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I know I, I get the I get the hesitation. I get everything. Uh, all I can scream is just patience. Um, you know, it's it is different. I think the process is different behind the scenes. We all know that it will have to pay off. You know, just because it's different doesn't mean it will pay off. We will have to see results, but uh, still, April. Uh, you know, Will Miles does a really good job of, of detailing. You can really start gauging the progress of a class, and we need to let the summer play out. That's uh, just I, I, all I can say right now. I know I'm not going to change a lot of your mind. I'm not really trying to change your mind. I'm uh, just telling you how I'll approach it. How I'll be patient just a bit here. This, um, all these top targets, Bord is in really good shape for, you know, until they start committing to Georgia, until they start committing to Alabama, uh, Ohio State, Clemson, all these other schools, you know, it, if that happens, then I think we can, we, we can you know, the, the optimism can fade a little bit and we can start questioning and, and you know, go criticize a little bit. But until that moment, I, I'll be patient. I like the approach. Hopefully the different approach pays off. I like what I'm hearing behind the scenes. That will have to come to fruition. Uh, I don't mind being patient uh, just a bit here uh, with the targets Farta has left on the board. How it all's coming coming together uh, behind the scenes. It will have to pay off. It will have to pay off. But I would just say uh, I'll have some patience. But uh, yeah, we, we can we can have the conversation. We can have the conversation. Uh, All right, and then spring ball, three game, spring game Thursday night. Uh, look, Over, what, 300 prospects in attendance for that. I think a lot of us got what we wanted to see out of Anthony Richardson. Uh, I know a lot of people, when spring practice started, wanted to make this a quarterback battle. Uh, if you guys have listened to me, <laughs> pretty much, I didn't think it was going to be much of one. Uh, most of you out there didn't either, uh, and it kind of played out that way. I think Anthony Richardson was the guy from the get-go. From the start, played out that way through spring. I just played out that way. Wins the lights on uh, Thursday night as well. So, you know, of course, is the biggest takeaway. I think we have to take away from that. Uh, you know, Billy Napier not really coming out and naming a starter. I don't think he really has to <laughs> at this point. We think we know. I think we see uh, where that's heading. Uh, so. I think that's. I think it's a good thing for Florida. I think there. I think there's some clarity there uh, at, at the position uh, for, for for quarterback. And I think the the approach uh, by Anthony Richardson, the performance by Anthony Richardson, could put some confidence uh, in what we wanted to see out of this offense as we leave spring practice and get all the uh, positive mojo from from some quarterback play uh, there uh, as well. Really liking Montreux Johnson coming in and I think kind of living up to a reputation as, you know, being a pretty good player for Louisiana last year, pretty good player in the Sun Belt. A lot of people would wonder if that would translate uh, maybe to some SEC play. And, you know, we'll get that answer in the fall. But first first example we got, I think he passed it there pretty well, playing for both teams uh, there Thursday night in the spring game being able to, uh, I think, put it, put it together with, with that size be able to display that uh, Thursday night. I'm, really, I mean, he looks like an SEC back to me. I mean, it fits right in uh, to what I think we want to see at the running back position uh, there for Florida. Too bad Lingard uh, got banged up a bit Thursday night. We didn't get to see everything we had heard about him all spring long, uh, being able to show uh, his ability out there on the field, and then we kind of we've been waiting, we've been waiting ever since he signed for signed for Florida to get him on the field and get his chance. And we thought Thursday night was just going to be that chance to get there and see him. Uh, and then we saw him early on, and unfortunately didn't uh, get to see him play out there uh, on Thursday night. Um, and then you know Bowman, I think we saw um, we saw some flashes, saw the maybe a little bit of potential, saw the speed there. Need some more consistency, maybe some more patience by him. Uh, running behind this, uh, this offensive line, this kind of scheme, uh, what Billy Napier's looking for from his running backs. Uh, too bad he, he put the ball on the ground, but, man, it'd be tough not to in that situation, Tyreek Sapp uh, barreling down on you uh, right after the handoff and, you know, just gets plastered there and uh, not, unable to hang on to the ball. So, uh, I know, you know, that was – that one was kind of tough. <laughs> you know, ask a uh, running back to kind of maybe hang on to that type. I mean, it was, it was a good play by Sapp more so than a bad play by Bowman. Uh, I think, when you when you go back and look at it. So for, we need some more playmakers up front on defense and uh, you kind of shift away uh, looking at that one. And I know we talked about this on the podcast. We kind of talked about it the last few days on social media, but looking at uh, Top Sapp and what he was able to do, how they profile rated, recruited kid coming in. And, and he was probably one player, I think, going throughout spring practice, I probably got asked about the most because of that recruiting profile you look at you, know, you start looking at Florida's roster and uh, who should be the best players. and I think the reason his name kept coming up is because you know, we know for help up front and hey, we're not really hearing a whole lot through all these practice reports and you know, granted, it, it's limited. It's limited in what we see uh, or what we got to see uh, at practices. so his name just kept coming up. because you expect with that recruiting profile to be a guy that you can count on. And I thought I thought we saw it Thursday night. Um, so I know more, mostly second team reps there against the second team offense, uh, led by Jack Miller at quarterback. But all you can do is produce when you're out there, uh, and, and, and given the situation. So if anything, a, a depth piece for Florida, but probably uh, I think it set himself up for some for some starting reps to get in there and uh, go out there and produce along that defensive uh, uh, defensive end. You know, along there with you and me yelling, uh again against Florida, probably a pretty good one-two combo right there at that defensive end position <clears throat> there for the Gators. So quick spring takeaways game there. Of course, episode of Gators Breakdown is out uh, there with Bill Miles and I. We recorded it Friday morning and looking at what happened Thursday night. So, some rewatching happened over the weekend. I was trying to enjoy Easter a bit too, uh, as well. Quick uh, rewatch last night. I was you know going back and looking at just the amount of RPO early on uh, from Anthony Richardson uh, at that uh, at that quarterback spot. It was going to be uh, pretty much a big staple uh, of this offense. Of course, a lot of yeah. <laughs> a staple for a lot of modern offenses out there uh, is that RPO. But it mm-hmm. was uh, put out there on display a lot. Thursday night from Anthony Richardson and uh, yeah, another reason why I think he's the guy um, just the zip that he was able to show on a lot of those passes uh, Thursday night. There's going to be some tight windows, some tight windows out there uh, that they have to throw into these quarterbacks. And I think it's where his arm strength just really makes the difference of being able to fit in there. Uh, fit those balls in there uh, with tight coverage and stuff. And, and good thing there was tight coverage. I mean, I think we wanted to see from the, from this DB group as well. Uh, were there too many yards probably or more yards than we probably expected by the offense, more points put up by the offense versus that first-team defense Thursday night? Yeah, but I think you start looking at what you can take away uh, from the defense. Not a lot of big plays given up, some tight coverage there in the secondary. Uh, looked like they were on the same page. For for the most part, we didn't see you no know, a whole lot of loss, confusion. I um, I think the the most open I remember received, seeing a player while wow, the catch was made was was Zips' big play. Uh, Jack Miller all to throws it comes over the middle uh, and really in no man's land, nobody around him, uh, and he had a big game there. But for the most part, the so those little tight end sneak out routes uh, for, for, from Keeter and Xanders. As far as the receivers go, and versus the DBs, uh, you know, hopefully, I know a lot of people will kind of point to the, the the wide receivers not being able to get separation, and there's probably some truth in that as well. Uh that's why I think we'll see you to know, try and hit the transfer portal for some more speed at the position. They move Finley Graham to the position is to try and get some more speed out there on the field, but also, you know, I think it, it was good to see. Uh, these DBs right there on the hips of these receivers limiting yards after the catch uh, so much from the receivers not from the tight end position I think it was some good scheming there and uh, in, in this offense uh, to get some yards after the catch from the tight end position since it wasn't there from the wide receiver position uh, you know there's kind of there's plays are kind of designed for that as well uh, so you know we'll see I, I, I do I do think that is a pretty good takeaway I think we can take from this defense is uh, the DBs uh, being in position being in coverage tight coverage uh, there for the most part. All right most time I do these spaces in the morning time so thanks for you guys for uh, hopping in go ahead get in here we can discuss a few topics whatever you guys want to discuss here.
3: All right, let's see. What's up, KB? Hey, man. Not much, man. Hey, so I got a question, right? I know uh, everybody is really focused on us hitting the portal. Um, For a lot of players, I know everybody will be. How do you feel or who do you feel incoming freshman-wise may um, be poised to, um, you know, get in early or, you know, get the opportunity to play early?
4: Uh, That's a good question. Uh, As far as you you mentioned, Transfer Portal certainly going to be a a spot uh, for Florida to hit, but also, you know, with – well, like a lack of production in some spots, you may start looking towards true freshmen as well to, to come in and make that impact more so than than transfers. Uh, we saw Kamari Wilson out there a good bit. Uh, Took to, used to seeing a different player wear number five yeah. <laughs> out there for this Florida defense. Uh, so um, I think, you know, with Dean Torrance there at, at, at safety, I think those are your two guys there Wilson, I think, will get a chance. I mean, look, he was a top 50 player last year. I think he certainly, with his athleticism, probably deserves a chance to be out there in the field. Now, he was limited uh, this spring as well, so maybe uh, fall camp is kind of where he makes his big jump, you know, but they, they were. Put him out there uh, Thursday night. And, you know, I, I think we could tell at times he was a true freshman. We go back and look more at him as well since uh, he was limited in, in the spring. And that's the biggest action we got to see him in uh, was Thursday night in that spring game. So I think go back and look at it. Probably one player I think we can maybe point to look at. But for me, I think it starts just because he was on campus taking part in spring practices. Chris McClellan, just because of what Florida needs at. At, at frontal defense, as, as, as much help as they need up there. He has the size. I mean, you come and look at him, and his, his recruiting profile is 6'3", 295. Uh, but I think with as much help as far the needs, we, we didn't see – um, you know, Jervon Dexter Thursday night just kind of completely dominate. It was something I. It, it was an up and down night for him. You know, something I was looking for uh, in when I previewed the spring game last week is what would Dervon Dexter be able to do? I wanted to see some uh, some domination. Had a better. He you know, started the second half off pretty well. Had a had a good second half more so compared to the the first half uh, and the whole defense. You know, I think can, can kind of be questioned for their performance. Uh, in the first half of Thursday night, but Dexter put together a pretty good second half. I know I saw him get banged up a little bit too uh, toward the end of the first half. So uh, maybe, hopefully, being a little cautious there. Uh, but McClellan, I think, is with him going through spring practice and getting used to college football as an early enrollee, I think that's somebody uh, that Florida, if you know, it's up to him as well. Uh, but it, it being a position in need, I think Farnett's going to hit that defensive line, that defensive tackle, middle of that defensive line, hard into the transfer portal. Uh, and, you know, we kind of saw um, where Farnett is at with, um, what's his name, Jackson, uh, the transfer from Maryland. I think Farnett's in good shape for him. Uh, so it, you, you started asking about the transfer portal uh, and trying to relate it to true freshmen. we also thinking, if we're going to bring up the transfer portal and I bring, and I bring up McClellan, I think we kind of have to bring up Jackson as well there from Maryland, where Florida's probably in pretty good shape uh, there to land his commitment. He was in town for a visit late last week, uh, and Florida did, uh, I think, pressed all the right buttons there. So we'll have to see how, how that one comes out. Uh, but just because he went through spring practice, I think Chris McCullough probably where I have to start. Uh, we'll see with Samar James, of course, the, the big-time linebacker uh, there from mm-hmm. Florida. Get him in, get him in this fall, see where he can kind of – I mean – Florida still needs more true linebackers. There wasn't a recruited position well, you know, trying to still fit some guys there. Didn't start recruiting true linebackers, high-profile linebackers till later in Dan Mullen's tenure. There was Scooby Williams and now Shamar James. So I think, you know, it's an instinctual position. And I, I like what Ventro Miller brings to the table. DeWan Black had a nice spring, but there's still something to be said for guys who played the position in high school. Uh, and, you, and you're not having to fit guys there. So Shamar James it could, you know, it, those instincts come about. And he is um, a playmaker at the linebacker position. He shows that early on. I, just because of uh, of who Florida has and not a true not a lot of true guys at that position somebody I can see uh, coming in as well uh one, one more i'll throw you know Trevor again. i think we still see uh Florida needs you know, for, for Thursday night we didn't see a lot of explosion at the running back position even with uh Bowman uh back there still not a, a lot of big big yard carries for Florida, uh, you know, where they, they look for ETN to maybe provide some of that, not necessarily known as the big play, big burner type uh, there, but Naquan Wright coming off of injury. Um, Vanguard, uh, we wanted to see more Thursday night. Uh, they still have a, a pretty deep running back room, but can a true freshman come in? You know, you, you see true freshman running backs all the time. Coming to make plays for teams, uh, so I think uh, uh, ETN looking at him too. Some some contributor uh, there from him, but you know I'm kind of looking at the top of the class guys that I think can come in uh, with uh, living up to that four or five star status coming in and making uh, contributions right away.
3: Cool, appreciate it, man.
4: Thanks, man.
0: Blake, Jake, Billy. Hey, how's it going? Um, good, man. How are you? Good. I was just um the biggest takeaway that I came away with from the spring game was um I was just wondering why you think Keon Zipper wasn't running with the first team offense because um to me he's got the experience. I think he's been a really good run blocker throughout his career, and I also think he's got all the tools to be big in the receiving game. And uh, I don't got anything against Xanders, but uh. I don't think he's the guy over Zipper personally.
4: Yeah, that was a good point. I, I did want to do thing myself when we did get the roster. I, I, I don't think it signifies that he's not the number one tight end. I do think they tried to keep uh, the number one offense mostly together. I still think he is a number one guy. I don't know why they decided to put him on second team. Maybe it was to give – Miller somewhat of a of a better arsenal for 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 his offense, but I mean, look, at, uh, the It was the first team offensive line. It was a first team quarterback. The receivers, <laughs> there all the receivers that we expect to be the starting receivers were there with the blue offense. But I was kind of taken by surprise that Zipper was the uh, or, or on the other team because I, I I wanted to see more two two tight end sets with him as well, whether it be him and Sanders or or him and Keeter. Uh, what we could. Possibly glean from from that you know twelve personnel set, uh, but they put him on the other offense, and we saw the one big play that I mentioned where you know, Miller had all day to throw, finds him over the middle. Uh, so nice route run there by him to, to, to get open uh, there. So yeah, I, I don't think it signifies. I, I do agree with you. I do think he is still the number one tight end uh, when we get to fall camp. We'll see where Elkins and Odom are and their recoveries and and how much they come in uh, there there into the fray. I do think what Thursday night proved is Florida. Found some depth there. I still think, as long as Elstis and Odom are healthy, that they probably still top two uh, behind Zipper or along with Zipper. Uh, but um, Zendu Keeter, I think, showed some nice depth pieces for the tight end position, and I'll keep going back to it. If, if you haven't listened to the, some of the past episodes, it, it helps Florida a bit where they don't have to force those freshmen into uh, to playing snaps when they come in in the fall. Of course, you want to go get their summer and fall camp reps, but now with Florida finding those two guys throughout spring practice and having good performance this Thursday night in the spring game, you don't have to force bordyham out there. You don't have to force Livingston out there. You don't have to force Hanson out there. You can kind of you can let those guys develop. You can let those guys not uh not get thrown out there before they're ready and get, maybe get a little gunshot at the same time, adjusting to SEC football. So uh, I really, that, that was my biggest takeaway from the tight end position. I, I still do think Zipper number one. I still think Odom and Elksness are going to be the guys along with him when fall camp starts. Uh, but good for Florida, good for Bill you know, to have, I mean, luckily, Zanderson had some experience at the position, so it wasn't hard to go find somebody to go fill that role. Throughout spring practice, but I do think they got more out of him than I than they originally thought.
0: Because uh, I, yeah, I, he played I think uh, better than I expected. Uh, he looked more yeah. natural at tight end than he did at when he was uh, playing D end.
4: Yeah, exactly. And that, that was the big takeaway from the open portions of practice too. Is that it looked natural for him, and it looked natural for him Thursday night. It didn't. It didn't look out of place.
0: Uh, but, yeah, I think uh, Keon's the guy. I uh, I was just wondering if maybe it was some off-field stuff going on like that was keeping him from running with the first team. But, uh, not, yeah, I honestly Not that think, I know uh, of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I honestly think uh, Zipper is maybe one of our best offensive weapons going into next year with the way our receiver room is looking right now. He, he's one of the best guys we got on offense, I think.
4: Yeah, and especially when, you know, Pigler talked about – when they want to run twelve personnel, they want to be able to 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 squeeze it in, and they want to be able to spread it out. And I do think zipper is you know probably one of those best best options for for that to happen. I think if Florida's going to 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 go in and go out with that twelve personnel, I think Zipper is a huge
0: part of that. All right, appreciate the insight, Dave. Thanks, man.
4: Unique,
3: what's up, man? Ot Hill, Unique, I had you in here too. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's up, Dave? What's up, man? How you doing, man? Are we sure that's the full uh, orange team, orange defense number ones, blue? What was it? Blue um, offense number one, something like that. Yeah, I mean, we, it was
4: it was mostly that. Now there there are there were some. Like I think the linebacker position, you probably could have, uh, you know, pick and choose who you're going to have as, as starters there. Because uh, I think, if I'm not mistaken, let me, I have to pull it up in just a second. But I think DeWarn Black was on the. blue.
3: I was, yeah, I was finna say because of that yeah. that blue defense, man. <laughs> I think I'll take that one. Over the, I think I'll take that one over the orange one. I'm just. <laughs> Well, like, let's remember that we're
4: going to get the second team offense too. So.
3: <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get it. They were flying around, though, man. It was just like, uh, I, I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you keep
4: you keep going back to it. You know, the one black had the nice play, uh, but you know, Kimber and Jordan Young. I think, man, that's secondary. I was. That's I what I was looking guy. at.
3: Yeah, that's what I was looking at. Like, mm, I don't know if they the second team or not, but. Mm. <laughs>
4: Yeah, I know. That's, that's, that's the beauty of a spring game, man. It's hard to know what to, what to take away. I think, you know, we can take away just by how – who was out there for certain teams. Now, it was mostly first team versus first team and second team versus second team. But I do think there were, there were bits and pieces that, of course, are, are – and, and what you want are you know, pretty flexible there of guys that, uh, yeah, they're second team in the spring game, but they might be first team when it's all said and done.
3: Okay, yeah, I was wondering. I was like, hmm, some people might need to switch, but I didn't know if that was <laughs> I remember Nate Pierce saying in the press conference he was speaking on somebody and he was like, Yeah, he's good. He made the blue team, right? And that's why I- <laughs> yeah, when he said that, I was like, oh. <laughs> so uh, that had me thinking, okay, but um yeah, uh yeah, I just—I guess that it as, as, as looked good for the future, man. Because I like the young guys, man. I still see some of the old traits in some of the older guys, just, man. Uh, that is,
4: that's a good point. You know, you know your your tradings, your Mario Bernies, you've been trouble. Yeah, over, that's the so, two I was thinking about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah
0: that's <there's laughs>
4: Yeah, you, know, you guys that you know we'll have to have to see more of uh, there. Uh, the defense I don't think was aggressive. What we'll see in the regular season, of course. Uh, you know, did they did blitz some? I do think the blitzes were kind of called off and um, all, all that good jazz and stuff. You know, you you look at that. Games are mostly set up that way. You don't want to uh, sit there and maybe have some unnecessary hits on your quarterback. So the the aggressiveness is kind of taken down a bit, but. Uh, uh, I still still was surprised that that, that first-team offense had as much success as they did. Uh, hopefully that's a, a good step forward and, and, and an indication of what we can expect from Anthony Richardson in the offense a little bit. Uh, but I still, if you would, of course, ask me before the game, I thought you know that first-team defense probably would have showed up a little bit better in that first half than they did.
3: Right. Who was 26? I can't remember. Uh,
4: yeah. Was that Kimber? It's, uh,
3: no, nah, because Kimber is on, he's blue team. He was, um, this one here. They, it, if you go back and look, they picked on him the, the freight, not the Frasers. The, the um, the Marcus Weston touchdown. Same one when he missed the tackle, he bumped them high. Oh, that was like that whole drive 26 just got picked on. on them, like. yeah, that was that was
4: uh, Wilcoxon, I believe.
3: Okay, okay, he's young, man. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. Okay. And, you know, yeah, he's just now starting to play, you know, his, his football. Uh, but, yeah, you know, that's the, exactly what you, you know, did See for that first touchdown. Uh, there is, you know, uh, uh, a missed tackle. A uh, guy not even really trying to wrap up <laughs> there for the first you – know, given what we've seen from the tackle. But overall, uh, overall for the night, I thought the tackling and the pursuit was much better, much higher than what we've seen. Of course, it's just the, the spring game performance and we'll – well, hopefully that can play out. Uh, but for our first eyes on this team to see some things that we wanted to see be better for that defense, besides that one play, I thought the tackling, the pursuit, some some gang tackling was much better than what
3: we've seen in the past. Yeah, it looked better. Um, I like Weston, man. I think it <laughs> might be one Mullen did. That's one of the truths, I guess. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they. once he
4: did that, uh, well, when he dropped the ball in the end zone versus Alabama last year, we didn't see a whole lot of him uh, after that. So maybe a little too, too critical at that moment. We didn't see much of him as much as we saw, you know, first few games of the season. Uh, but the last half was high on him, uh, but didn't play him after that mistake. So we'll see what this, 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 uh, can get out of him. But we saw him in, in special teams the other night. We saw him catch that first touchdown as well. Uh, it's, so, you know, good for him to, uh, get back into good graces a little bit right there on the spring game.
3: Yeah. All right. Yeah. You know, one more thing. Uh, anything on Burt he's been kind of quiet lately man you know Burke um, is it Marcus
4: oh Marcus Burke okay yeah the receiver yeah okay I
3: just um he's been laying yeah, low was, lately
4: yeah was some yeah there was some talk um that we might I thought we might see more of him Thursday night because uh that he was banged up a little from what I he got, he got banged up a little from what I was told after Thursday. That's why he didn't get to play as much Thursday night. Um, well, you know, we'll see uh, where that one comes out. You know, somebody somebody did share with me that he he, he, was, he was injured Thursday night, so that's why he wasn't out there. Uh, we did see, but what, I think Tuesday practice before the spring game, he was out there running routes and stuff, but I believe – he got injured after the open portion when they were probably doing you know eleven on eleven after the the media left. So apparently he got banged up. And that's why he doing. That's why he didn't play Thursday.
3: Oh, okay. Well, all right, Dave. Go Gators, man.
4: Go Gators, man. Yep, yep. Yeah. Ot man, you in here?
1: bridge what's going on Dave hey man pretty you? good and I just wanted to challenge the um I forgot who said it but he he was saying that he wanted zipper to start at tight end this year I disagree 1000% with that now the size is there the, right. the potential is there but for Zip, zipper still looks like he's learning the position and for Xanders to come out a guy that's that's changing from the defensive side of the ball over the tight end and look that natural compared to how Zip looked, that's an issue. And I'll say this as well. Even coming out of high school, Zip got his ranking off of camps. Throughout his career at Lakeland, he the production was not there. So there's no evidence for this guy to be saying that Zip should start. I love Zip. The potential is there. He has not tapped into his potential yet. He does not need to start. He has done nothing to even prove that.
4: Yeah, yeah. There's ways to look at it. I think Napier will use multiple tight ends. So you know, when there's a 12 personnel, is you know, he, he's one of the guys out there in that 12 personnel. I think he is, uh, especially right now going through spring. He was the only tight end to be able to go through all of spring practice. Uh, so hopefully, hopefully, as you said, you know, if there's a playbook and all that. Hopefully, he's taking a, a part and all that. The and, fact that he still and looks being like being the only. Tie-in.
1: Sorry, Dave. Go ahead.
4: No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. The fact
1: that he still looks like he's learning the position, I think he might be in a little bit more trouble when Arliss Boardingham gets to camp in fall and gets to learn that playbook. I I think Zip could possibly fall to being a third tight end. Yeah, we'll
4: see. me nothing. Yeah, have, I have no idea. I know the staff likes him. As I said, may have a leg up going – being the tight end who went through all the spring practice, uh, he did a good play uh, there Thursday night. And as I said, I, I I wanted to see him with the first team. Uh, like, but I I still don't think it was any indication of where he's at on the depth chart. That's just from, um, that's just my thoughts on it. I, I don't think it was any an, an indication of maybe Xander's passing him uh, there. You know, good for Xander's for for that really good performance there. I mean, um, I thought we saw good for, from the whole tight end position there. Um, Still, still early on uh, with the, with this whole thing, and you know if that's what you're if that's what you're seeing, man. Then, yeah, then I, if, and if if that holds weight and, and is true, I hope uh, you know it is a, a tight end that we can count on. Because I mean, I, I think right now there are you know three, four guys I think that we can feel comfortable with uh, throwing out there, uh, but. Um,
1: the fact that we have yeah, I mean, Boardingham coming in with Tony Livingston, do you think we dip into the portal for another tight end? I think that would be another uh, indictment on Zipper's uh, uh, development. If we have to do that,
4: yeah, I mean, if you see that, then I, yeah, I think you could you could start questioning that. Yeah, I, absolutely. I do. I don't think it would be a position they go after because of what happened in the in spring and. Being able to find Xander's and Keeter, um, I'm not gonna sit here and you know make it out that those guys are all SEC top players or you know, maybe even starting over Odom and Elkins, but I think I do think they provide us some not depth pieces, depth pieces that should make it where Florida doesn't go into the portal and have to force uh, boarding him and and Livingston if they don't if they don't want to. Now if those guys come in and prove that you know, they, they prove that they, they they need to be on the field because of their playmaking ability. I think if we do see those guys out there, there will be some confidence out there that they went and proved it, You know, they, that they passed Keeter, that they passed Sanders, that they passed it for, in some form or fashion. If we do see those guys out there, I think it's a good sign because I do think what we saw and how Spring played out, uh, that Florida does have some depth there. So if those guys come in and, and, and deserve and prove they need to be on the field, then I think it's a good sign that they are on the field.
1: Well, I I appreciate the insight, Dave. I just wanted to make that comment um, about Zip because I'm one of his biggest fans, and I've been disappointed in his uh, development, especially with uh, with how Billy G – I know a lot of guys didn't like Billy G, and a lot of guys don't even think that he had a hand in Kyle Pitts' development, which he did 100%.
2: And
1: for Zip, Zip, you know, not to tap in his potential yet, it it is aggravating, and I I just kind of want to comment on that. That's all. All right,
4: man. Thanks, Rich. Yes, sir. Gators all day. I think that's it.
0: Do you think uh, we have any shot in receiving any word for a guy Hall from Alabama, or do you think it's a done deal with Texas?
4: Uh, I think the SEC transfer rule probably sets that one up to where it's not ideal, likely for Florida. If there was some back-channel way that we know he could get cleared, and play this fall, uh, then I do think they would. He he'd listen. Uh, I do think you know maybe hopefully the, the roots into Texas and that conversation. I mean because he knows Sark as well uh, from you know recruiting and Sark's time in Alabama as well. Um, that there's probably some relationship there already. Uh, but that SEC rule uh, right now is kind of hurting Florida for some of these uh, SEC transfers that are, and, and, other, and other SEC schools, but, you know, for that matter. Uh, maybe the SEC <laughs> would uh, readdress that and, and maybe and change that date. But I do think that SEC rule is hurting Florida for some of these SEC
0: transfers. That makes perfect sense. I appreciate it. And just one more question. In your <laughs> mind, because I know that's that the slot position is one that we – are looking to obviously fill either on the transfer portal or or whatnot. In your mind, do you see a, a potential target out there that we would go after?
4: Uh, I haven't kept up with the transfer portal too much. I think some of it for me is um, let the spring play out for other schools and guys maybe not liking where they're at right now uh, as far as – as far as that goes, you know, maybe more names uh, end up in the uh, in the transfer portal for for that. I'm trying to pull it up right here. Uh, I mean, none jump off the page right away, of course. Um, but I mean, yeah, I, it's certainly a position. I think Florida. Goes and
0: looks at. Yes, sir. Well, I appreciate everything you do. And when I was at the spring game, I loved the atmosphere of the vibe in Gainesville. Definitely, even felt different. And I think Billy Napier's got a bright future in Gainesville. Thanks for all you do, Dave. Was, yeah. Hey,
4: thanks, man. Thanks. Yeah, I, I was surprised Thursday night. There were more people there than I thought there would be. I just thought that you know, not that's not a shot at Gator Nation an or anything like that. It was just I thought the Thursday night move kind of. Well, halfway throughout spring practice, kind of late noticed that it would, you know, hurt the crowd more than it actually did. There were more people there than I thought there would be. The atmosphere was pretty good, you know, kind of the you know the fire and fireworks entrance there for both of the teams coming out of both of the tunnels uh, there. I think, you know, and uh, as the recruits in a – at least for the spring game, in a different position uh, to watch the game more on the alumni side where were uh, but well, look, First of all, they kind of had to do something because there were so many of them there, over 300 recruits. Uh, so they put them in the uh, roped off alumni side. They put the former players where the recruits usually sit uh, there. I thought the atmosphere for a, a Thursday night kind of, I still feel at late notice uh, a bit moving the game uh, there. I thought I thought the atmosphere was pretty good. A lot of the students were in, in attendance. You know, they could have left as soon as classes were over on Thursday and decided to go home. Uh, but they didn't. I thought the the pretty good. Student attendance as well. Uh, you know, one of the reasons Billy Napier moved it. Main, the main reason, of course, we all know, was because of recruiting and, and getting some guys there that maybe had gone to Georgia, maybe going to Alabama, South Carolina, some of the other spring games um, going around on Saturday. But you know, Florida, I think it paid off as far as getting the recruits and attendance. Hopefully, down the road it pays off uh, as far as commitments go. But uh, I thought the the atmosphere. Uh, the attendance from the crowd was, was 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 pretty good Thursday, uh more so than I thought it would be. A right, couple more. Oh, there we go, Jet. I thought we had some trouble connecting in there.
0: Oh, are you. Hello. Oh, are you. Oh,
4: took care of that one. <laughs> yeah, we know what you get in these places sometimes. I don't know what that was all about. A few more minutes here. Everybody hopping in, talking about whatever you want. Billy Napier will be here in Jacksonville Thursday. Uh, so I'll have another episode of Gators Breakdown. Probably Thursday night uh, after Napier's uh, uh, spring speaking uh, here in Jacksonville on Thursday. It'll be at the stadium, the uh, stadium where Florida and Georgia play every year at TIA Bank. So it'll be fun uh, to get to talk to Napier a week after the spring game, uh, get a thoughts on that. Y'all hopefully get to ask a few questions, and they'll be going through a lot of films. And one, one thing to ask if uh, nobody else does is what, what the film showed, uh, of course, uh, throughout the last week. There'll be a lot more deep dive into. Uh, what he can go into, something he wasn't able to do Thursday night, right after the game, of course. Uh, So, you know, we'll see uh, if there's any more to glean a week after uh, the spring game there from Billy Napier. So, should be a whole lot of good content coming your way there. All Jack Gater, what's up? Hey, can you hear me? Yep, yeah, I got you, Jane. No, no, my what? bad. I
1: guess it, it had me on mute. I was just wondering about uh I don't know if you already covered the uh guy who committed yesterday, but I mean um how you feel about that. I know we want the high profile commits, but I mean, it's okay with taking a, a guy that's a developmental player. I mean, Kad- Kadarius Tony was a three star, and look at look, he ended up being a first round pick. So I'm not really tripping about one three star committing.
4: Yeah, I, I'm not right now. Uh, I did talk about it earlier. As far as that goes, to you know, look, yes, I'm a stars matter now. Like it's it, it's not rocket science. That you know, on a on a macro level, you know, you got to have four star five stars. But as you kind of pointed out there. You know, this is not an excuse maker or anything. At, at a micro level, I don't know what three stars going to turn out to be. You know, four star, five star talent when it's all said and done. Um, nobody knows that. Nobody can tell that. Uh, you know, we'll see h- how it all plays out. But yes, I mean, when we when we're, when we're looking at this class in late December, when we're looking at this class in February, does it doesn't need to have the four stars and five stars. Absolutely, and if it doesn't, I'll criticize it. I'll critique and criticize along the way. As I said earlier, this summer, this summer will be big. This summer will be big for Florida. Uh, and, and until your Kamani McLeans and your Harris and your Webbs and all those guys start committing to, to other schools, I, I just, I don't see the, I don't see the worry right now. I don't see the concern. If, if some of those top, top targets start going to other schools, then by all means, you got all the right in the world to start criticizing and wondering the direction of recruiting. Uh, but until then, I I scream patience. I'll share patience. Uh, that's just – that would that, be my approach. It doesn't have to be yours. <laughs> if, if Look, I, I get it. Look, I, I got slammed way too many times for critiquing Dan Bowling's recruiting along the way. But, uh, you know, there were just things behind the scenes that that got on my nerves about the approach and why, why I didn't have confidence in it. And that's why I shared my thoughts on it so much. You know, I mean, for, for this, I mean – I, I'm not worried. Uh, everything behind the scenes to me is being done the right way. It will have to pay off in, in the end. Uh, until I see it not pay off, I'll you know I'll, I, I I'm I'm taking a wait and see approach. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate it. Thanks, man.
2: What's what's up, Dave? It's uh, Gator Quez. I think uh, the lines got crossed. What's up,
4: Quez? Well, what's uh,
2: up? What's- What's up, buddy? Have, um, happy sorry, Easter, everybody!
4: I'm gonna every- have to wait to get you in, man, because it, it can go a long time. So, want we'll to get some other people in?
2: No problem. Go ahead, man. Oh, okay. I just want to make sure that you're gonna switch me out. Yeah. Um No, no, no. Uh, well, gonna- first, first, guys, uh, happy Easter, everybody, to Gator Nation. Hope everyone had a great uh, weekend with family and friends. Uh. <clears throat> Two things I want to talk, to Dave, about. Um, well, well, first was was the recruit. Don't get me wrong. I'm kind of like in the same boat with you, with the patience for sure. You know, you have over 317 recruits out there at the Swamp, and we only get a three-star. Listen, I, I'm excited. Hopefully this kid, after camping, he's going to rise and stuff like that. I'm optimistic. But, I, I you know, of course, I'm sure – Besides me, a lot of us were hoping maybe a four star would have committed or a five star. But again, well, patience look, and development. Before
4: you go there, don't get me wrong. I mean, it, it, it would be better to have those guys right now than not. It's just until they start going somewhere else, you know, I, uh, I, I, that's that's where I'll wait a little bit. I,
2: I agree. I agree 100%, Dave. Uh, just like as a port, point of note, like uh, Peyton Kirkland right now, a four star um, uh, Orlando native uh, offensive of lineman, he's today at Miami. So he's the type of guy, person, that he's he's lauded and talked a lot of positive stuff about us. He's a guy that would, you know, devastate us if he would commit to Miami, considering he's an Orlando native. And he's he's uh, he's called, you know, Orla- uh, Florida home and things like that. So um, I, I agree with you 100%. What I wanted to talk to you about, Dave, is um, overall spring, the spring game for me, I've always told people, like, it, don't get me wrong, I watch it and stuff like that, but I've always wait and see. Because a lot of times in the past, a lot of players have, have have shined in the spring game. And then when the lights come on, it's deer and headlights. You know, Jeff Driscoll and other people, long story short. Um, I, I'm a little concerned in regards to the D linemen, um, especially the D tackles. Don't get me wrong. German Dexter is going to get double teamed. I liked what I saw from Tyreek Sapp, but I just don't know if we have the depth. Do you think we're going to have to hit the transfer portal for that?
4: Oh, for sure. Definitely, for sure. As I said, Daryl Jack, the transfer from Maryland, Florida hit the right buttons there. Uh, I'd look for him to make a decision soon uh, about his decision. Uh, he'll make some other visits, I think, is what it looks like. But from everything I can tell, you know, uh, he's pretty much said Florida's in the lead right now. Uh, there's, uh, that's, that's one name in the transfer portal. I think we'll, we, we can feel pretty good about right now. Position of need. Now I I agree with you. The defensive line, uh, it was, if you go back and you go, we'll preview before spring practice even started. It was my biggest worry on the team. And it's still my biggest worry on the team. So, you know, getting Daryl Jackson while he's out there in the transfer portal, it is a must to go out there and get him. Also a must to go out there recruit the position well. Uh, and you know, we'll see how, uh, I I do think uh, some more development needs to happen for the guys that are currently on the roster. I don't think, you know, Daryl Jackson is going to be this plug-and-play instant fix. You know, far is still going to have to develop the guys guys that they have on the roster. So that would be uh, up to the staff a bit. You know, it won't be totally their fault. They didn't recruit these guys. You hope they can develop those guys. Uh, But, you know, it's going to have to be fixed through the transfer portal, have to be fixed upcoming through uh, recruiting as well.
2: For, for sure, Dave. I agree with you 100%. And like I mentioned, I, I definitely I'm on the Billy Napier bandwagon and definitely have the patience. Again, I just hope that the results considering the amount of money that we're putting into recruiting is not equivalent to the Mullen regime, if you know what I mean. So if you're putting more money and more resources, there should be more results and in, 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 in recruits yep. and things like that. So definitely Sorry, go exactly. Gators. Thank you for everything you do, Dave. And I hope everyone has a great rest of the week. Thanks, right, guys. Thanks, buddy.
4: All right. There we go. About to plan that. we got a couple more minutes. If anybody else want to jump in here? Thanks for uh, everybody else here. As I said, there will be usually with those uh, Napier, we have a look. Right? We, we not even had a spirit. Speaking tour in forever from the head, you know, because of the pandemic and all that gets and all that stuff there. Uh, so I'll be taking you know a lot of the sound bites and editing them all together Thursday night. So the episode might come out pretty late uh, Thursday night. And uh, look, I hope to see some of you there. Uh, a lot of you in Jacksonville who will be going uh, to the Billy Napier uh, speaking engagement on Thursday night at the stadium. So it'll be a whole lot of fun if you're there. Make sure you stop by, say hello. Uh, thanks to everybody who did. At the spring game on Thursday, uh, but that episode will probably be out, you know, late Thursday, Friday morning, uh, or, or so as I get to, uh, put together. A lot of a lot of good soundbox interviews there from 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 the uh, and then I'll kind of report on what he had to say uh, when he speaks to uh, all the fans that that are in attendance. Uh, there, it was a pretty cool event uh, at the at the stadium. I remember the one the one they had for Mullen. Uh, Mullen's first season in twenty eighteen was a pretty pretty cool setting there uh, at, at the stadium with the stadium in the back background and all the graphics and stuff there. So uh
3: K B I see you're raising your hand. Let me there we go. Yep. Yeah. Hey, um and I, I don't know if we talked about this today or another one. Um just for fun, how do you feel about the uh the claim for the black uniform, you know, officially oh. he uh he announced that it will be a thing. Um and I know it's a lot of mixed feelings. The traditionalists love the, you know, traditional uniform and then the new age guys, you know, we love the black. So how do you feel about it?
4: Uh I'm a fan of it, honestly. Uh, I'm uh I, I like I, I like wearing and, and look and I've come around on that. Probably the last well, probably three, four years. I, I, I used to not be a fan of, of black gator gear, but I've, I've come around on it. Uh, I've started wearing it more myself, so uh, I, don't, I don't know why. Uh, maybe taste change a little bit there, but uh, I'm, I'm mostly when it comes to football in general and Florida football in general, too. But, look, I'm a fan of the white helmets. A lot of people don't like those. Uh, so uh, I like the white helmet and the and the slanted Speed F on the side of the helmet. So, you know, uh, I'm different in that regard, too, when it comes to traditionalists. But, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of, uh, of black uniforms, if done right. You know, I, I don't want a... Just, I don't want a color swap uh, of just making blue black or orange black or something like that. If, if they're going to do black jerseys or you know black helmets and all that kind of stuff to go along with it, I, I want a complete you know new design. Uh, make make it unique. Uh, don't just switch out blue for black and, and, and call it done. Uh, it, not my it might look good, but yeah, you know, I'd want I'd want something kind of just completely different. Uh, what I'm looking for uh, right there, you know, Billy Napier, uh, he wore black a lot at Louisiana, uh, and then I think we've seen all the time at Florida so far uh, the black dominant hoodie uh, out there that everybody likes as well. Uh, there, so I think he's he, he's bringing his love for for the color black uh, up here for for uniforms and merchandise and all that, and so. Um, I, I think it'll fit well. Uh, so, but I, I want it done right. I just uh, and I like the idea of doing the black uniforms and then auction them off, and you know, using that money to to get to the military and and, and all that. You know, at least they're you know doing something positive out of it as well uh, for for his approach there. But yeah, I'm i I'm a I'm a fan of you know trying different things. The recruits like it. The recruits won't mind it. I was talking to Brenton Cox the other day uh, in the Gator Collective episode, and I asked him. Uh, this was before they even came out and said anything about black jerseys. And I did ask him, you know, what was his favorite uniform combination? And would he be a fan of black uniforms? And surprisingly, Cox said, no, nah, I'm a, I'm a traditionalist. I, I like the blue jersey. I like the white pants. I like the orange helmet. So not every player um. <laughs> is not on board <laughs> uh, with with the change there, but I think you know you look at recruits. You talk to recruits and stuff. They like the different type of uniforms uh, that they get to wear and stuff like that. No, that's who it'll mostly be for. It won't be for me. It won't be for you. It'll be about those eighty-five guys on the team and what they want to do with those, and also the you know the the twenty-five, thirty commits that they want to get uh, the next cycle. That's uh that that that's who it's about. It, 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 they'll try. You know, they don't want to take the fan base off with, with so much of that stuff, but. It's it's mostly not for 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 us. It's for those uh, those players out there.
3: Right, I agree, hundred percent. Uh thanks, KB. Thank you. All
4: right, Thank you. Do it. Thanks, ma'am. I had to do it right here for this space, everybody. Thanks for joining joining in. Uh, Trying to do more of these, of course. As uh, news is slow down uh, a bit, of course, with space coming to it in about a month away, I guess it'd be preseason magazine season. Start looking at what a lot of those uh, preseason publications think about Florida. Whether they have Florida ranked? If they'll have Florida ranked, that will be a big storyline. Uh, who will they have second behind Georgia in the East? That'd be a storyline as well. I think Tennessee would be getting a whole lot of love. South Carolina's getting some love out there as well with Spencer Rattler coming in at the quarterback position. So I think there's, there'll be a lot to take away as far as just discussing what others think about Florida. Some, some are still high on Florida because of uh, a roster that's, you know, while not elite talent, still some talent on the roster, and about where uh, you can kind of peg Florida in rankings, peg Florida in the race for the SEC East. You know, we'll get those anonymous cooking thoughts that I always like to share out there as well. So uh, about a month away from that, uh, I guess. And then we'll head into the summer months as well. We're June. Uh, there's just some some dates out there, i before we get off here. June 30th, Trey on well. That's when he announces he'll make his decision. So the running back that Florida is leading, pretty much leading for. Uh, I think we can be safe and say that. Um, from Jacksonville, Trinity Christian. Trail on Webb, June 30th, announcement, you know, into the summer, of course, uh, for the July 23rd announcements of Derrick LeBlanc, Malik Bryant, Peyton Kirkland. Uh, so, yeah, you know, those are some of the reasons why I say let's just try and be patient. We're recruiting a little bit. A lot of those targets, uh, which we knew they weren't going to make their decisions this spring, they're going to make the they make their official visits they're going to make their decisions in the summer right before the season starts before their high school season starts uh, some will take that decision in December for early signing day most of the, everybody will make their decision then you'll have some leftovers as we hit uh, February as well so kind of an outlook for the next couple months of course as well as far as recruiting goes so we'll have it all right here on Gators Breakdown of course commitment come through, we'll discuss it. talk about Patterson early on in this episode. Sorry everybody, hi. Right. Thanks so much for hopping on this basis I'll get it out there for everybody. If you miss some of it, the recording will be out there. You can go back and listen to it. Thank you so much. Check out Gadget Breakdown down later this week.